a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. You're no. getting lazy, Ben. That's how you solve Rubik's Cubes, people. Now you're all pros at it. There you go. We did it. Ah, damn it. All right, I'll shut up. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode, we're going to see how all the pieces fit together as we delve into what I'm assuming is nobody's favorite hobby, puzzles. Because on this episode, we're doing the Wikipedia page for puzzle. What? 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 I was not expecting that. I'm just so, so perplexed. So confused, so bewildered, riddled, I'm confounded. I just feel so jigsawed. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So we're reviewing the Wikipedia page on jigsaw puzzles. Well, not just jigsaw puzzles. It's just the page puzzle. All puzzles. Well, yeah, it says that look pu- on your face. It says that a puzzle is a game problem or toy that tests a person's ingenuity or knowledge. So I don't know. Are you a big puzzler? No, I'm going to say no. But I know that you like a couple of puzzles. I'm not a big jigsaw puzzle one. Well, Ben is confused because the top picture has a jigsaw in it. So he's just thinking <laughs> jigsaws. There are many different kinds of puzzles. You have a bunch of these. The little uh, toy things where you've got to like separate the one thing from the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a puzzle. Yeah, the logic puzzles. Yeah, there you go. They're okay. <laughs> but at the moment, thanks to the COVID-19, the country is essentially sold out of jigsaw puzzles. I have heard that a lot of people are getting into that. Mm. So essentially this is just another episode about COVID-19 again, just tangentially. No, we're not going to talk about it. Well, hopefully not. I just figured it was a nice segue. <laughs> it's on everyone's minds. The amount of people I've seen like mention like, oh, I went to Toy World and there's no puzzles. I went there specifically to get a jigsaw puzzle and there were no jigsaw puzzles. Did you ever think you'd live in a time where that sentence would be uttered? Like, I went to get a jigsaw puzzle. Never thought anyone would tell me that. And then on top of it, I went there and they're sold out. Not like, oh no, we don't stock jigsaw puzzles because that's stupid. You missed them, mate. But how many jigsaw puzzles would they have stocked? Apparently a lot and apparently not enough. So it turns out first we sell out of toilet paper, then we sell out of jigsaw puzzles. Is this like this weird apocalypse? It, maybe there's plan? something here. Yeah, like there's some kind of ancient scroll which has these random things like you wipe your ass with a jigsaw and like whoever wrote it was like some guy dying of toadstool inhalation and he's also like schizophrenic back in like 2000 BC in a cave and he's riding this in mud on the wall and people are like what are you doing? Trust me it'll make sense. Because yeah when they were selling out of toilet paper if you had told me what's next what do you 
think everyone will buy up next? <laughs> I would never have guessed jigsaw puzzles, not in a million years. I think it's mainly parents. Parents and people who are done talking to each other. I've opened up this little thing where it says types. Because puzzles <laughs> are part of a series, thank God. Yeah, because there's riddles, which I know riddles. Mm, you riddles may pass by me when you answer these questions three. The only riddle I can remember off the top of my head, what am I? I am greater than God, more evil than the devil. The rich have me. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, we've already done this one. As I'm <laughs> saying it, I'm like, I've done this on a previous episode and I got through it better. I was going to say, like, my first thing is like, I know that you've told me this one before. I was going to go time. But like, no, that's the Hobbit. <laughs> See, I don't know any other riddles. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. Boom. There we go. Because riddles are like jokes that aren't funny. That's how I always saw them. How about this? A farmer has... 36 cows and 28 chickens. How many didn't? (laughs) How many didn't what? Think about it. Think about it. It's a riddle. I'll say it again. A farmer has 36 cows Mm -hmm. and 28 chickens. How many didn't? How many didn't? Is this one of those things where the name of the cow is like 26 or something? No. I'll tell you what, I can tell you the answer and then see if you can derive the logic of that question now. Okay, that's probably going to be a lot easier because I'm not really good at riddles. Okay, the answer is 16. 16 didn't because he had 36 cows and 28 chickens. How many did Oh, yeah, because the cows ate the chickens. The cows ate the chickens. Oh, 20 cute. cows ate chickens. So how many didn't? 16. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> I don't know, do you know any riddles? Oh, because you reminded me of one that I'm trying to remember how it goes. And that's the problem with all riddles. You're like, how's this go again? What has four letters? Sometimes has eight letters, but never has five letters. What has eight letters? What has four letters? Sometimes has nine letters, but never has five letters. So it has four letters, sometimes has nine letters, but never has five letters. Yeah. Do you just want me to tell you? Yeah, tell me. It's not a question. What? W-H-A-T has four letters, sometimes has nine letters. Ha ha. So clever. And this is what I love about riddles, because it's so clever and intricate. But when you find out the answer, you're like, if you got it, if you're like, I figured it out, you feel really clever. But if you don't get it, you're like, that's stupid. You're stupid. I hate you. Like, because we both just took turns. Like, when you told me yours and I found out, I'm like, ah. And then you had the same thing back. We both looked at each other like we wanted to punch the other one in the face. I got that instantly from you. Like, oh, yeah, great. This wasn't wasn't recorded. You'd be so beaten right now. How much dirt is in a hole that's four meters by four meters by two meters? There's no dirt in a hole. Hey, don't you feel cool now? I remember reading that on a packet of Smarties once or a Smarties ad. Yes. They used to have riddles on that. And they always had like answers like that because there was another one. A baby bull eats two kilos of grass and a daddy bull eats six kilos of grass, then how much does a mummy bull eat? There's no such thing as a mummy bull. Ah, yeah. I thought you were going to say the other one. Um, Because yeah, say silk five times really quickly. Silk, 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 silk. I say it really fast. Silk, 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 silk. What do cows drink? Milk. No, they drink water. Damn. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you got me with it. It's cute, isn't it? And it's on recording now. Yes. And I look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cows do drink milk, don't they? No, calves drink milk. Ah, oh, damn it. All right, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Thus concludes the portion where we like make each other look stupid. Back to being stupid together. What's a situation puzzle? I guess that's like you're in a room with... Oh, I've done that. Escape rooms. Oh, have you done an escape room? Yeah, I've done... 
two escape rooms. Wow, you went back for another one. Yeah, it was so much easier the second time. <laughs> I'm like, the key's over there, guys. I love that idea of someone who just lines up to do escape rooms, like, so that you always go with another group, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, Ben's back. They have to accept you because you paid the money to go in, yeah. but you're only doing it to ruin everyone's time so you can feel really smart. Like, you walk into the room, you're like, the answer's 47. Everyone's like, wait, what? How did he do that? Well, at all the places there, they have the photos of the people who got the fastest time oh, and it's just like it. oh my god I could just come back a second time and just cream this and have that my photo I'll just like take notes the first time and then bring them in the second time and like he did it in like 30 seconds takes people normally an hour how did he do it uh, he took five goes to get it but he got there no I went to two different ones that's probably a good call I remember the second one was really cool because at one point we unlocked this little combination lock and we could move the bookcase and Ooh. there was a whole other little room behind that bookcase. That's fun. I've always wanted to find a room behind a bookcase. Yeah, it's been a fantasy of mine since I was like four. I imagine I'd respond to an escape room the same way as I respond to riddles of like I walk in like oh this is gonna be so much fun oh this is clever and then they give us the clue or however it works and then I'd not know it immediately and then immediately just want to leave <laughs> this is stupid just tell me the answer and then when they tell me the answer I'm like oh, yeah, I get it yeah that was dumb can I get a burger now <laughs> See, I'd do an escape room again. They were actually kind of fun. When I first heard escape room, I thought it was just like, oh, you just got to like hit the walls and kick them out until you can leave. <laughs> I thought it was physically how to escape from a room. Like you got to pick a lock or you got to beat down a door or go through the ceiling. And then people are like, no, no, it's like a riddle. I'm like, well, do I even need to be in a room for that? So you're saying you would be more happy with it if I were to say, okay, Garth, I'll just tie you up and lock you in this room. Figure out how to get out. There's no logic puzzles. Just, just your wits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagined. When you first heard escape room, did you picture all riddles? Or did you think like, I'm in a room and I have to get out? No, I, I did honestly picture like some sort of like logical puzzles to get out. Okay. It didn't seem like legal that they would just tie you up and leave <laughs> you in a room. That's legal because you paid them. Well, even when you go into the escape room, they're very clear with you at any point if you want to get out. Uh. There are like emergency buttons in there and they will let you immediately out. Also, I think they have cameras in there so they can mm. sort of like monitor. I've been told this by different people. They have a person watching you at all times so that if you need a hint. And also because a lot of people have complained that most escape rooms have stuff in the room that you can't touch. Like they'll have a rack of swords <laughs> and everyone wants to touch the rack of swords so they'll even have a sign, don't <laughs> touch the rack of swords and then they have a person going, stop touching the rack of swords. <laughs> but I want to touch it. It's not a clue. Yeah, but it's the coolest thing in this room. Why would you even have it here if I can't play with it? They do also say things like, look, there are no clues under the floorboards or behind the wallpaper. Don't tear everything up. If something's like glued or fastened, don't move it. There's no clue there. We're telling you this now. Because God, I would. <laughs> Wouldn't you? He's like, help me jimmy this up. I bet the clues under this. <laughs> <laughs> and then they reset the wallpaper every new uh, group that's like every hour. <laughs> no, the first thing I'd do is I'd just start kicking plaster. <laughs> bang! Bang! Hey guys! Uh, don't worry about the combination lock. I figured there's crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> There's an air vent. Let's go through there. Please get out of the air vent. I'm not listening to you. You're our capturer. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? It's just a distraction. It's a, it's a red herring to listen to the voice. Or you get in there with a bunch of strangers and you hear the voice say, like, don't do that. And then you turn to everyone as they react, like, you can hear it too? Because one thing worse than being stuck with someone who has all the answers is being stuck with someone who is annoyingly nuts and like, oh, I can't go until we solve the riddle and he's crazy. So, I don't know, what, what is your favorite type of puzzle? Because they've also got things like mazes and crossword and Sudokus. I do like the situationals. Because I can put myself in it. That's a bit fun. Mazes, I have never been in like a full-size, like you walk through it maze. I have. Yeah, there was one in Victoria. I used to live there when I was a kid. And I have grandparents that still live there to this day. So when I was a kid and I would go up and visit them, they'd always take us down to like this hedge maze there. And it is like this full-out proper hedge maze. Like, so it's actually hedges. Like, so you yeah. can't see through. Is it really complicated to get through? It's reasonably complicated to go through. I mean, I haven't been there since I was probably like eight years old so. which it was probably a lot bigger yeah and i don't even know if it still exists i like to hope that it does if it's victoria right was it like cold i mean yeah mostly except when it was excruciatingly hot yeah that's how they do it <laughs> they don't do middle grounds in victoria it's all or nothing so i like the idea that like it's the middle of winter and you're stuck in a maze that does look like it, it still exists it's all so tight you look like you don't have much space to walk down the aisles like you do it's kind of got the same width as a footpath it's just the photo because it's taken on an angle makes it look tight or maybe they haven't trimmed it back but I do remember being able to like run down it as a kid oh, and we'd still like... pass people because there you can sort of see down in that view oh this kind of ruins it they're taking an above shot yeah see so you got plenty of space to walk around there you go it still exists that's cool see puzzles thriving industry shout out to where is it Maze House if you live in Victoria somewhere look it up they're temporarily closed too oh yeah everywhere is I know Open weekends and school holidays. We are temporarily closed. I do think the last time I was there, I think I was 20 or something like that because I had my cousin was getting married there, but I didn't actually go through the maze. I saw the picture above it and I instantly thought, oh, that's a wedding. I love the idea of like, all right, you can get married, but only if you can get through this maze. <laughs> you may marry me if you solve this riddle. So your bride is just at the center of the maze and we're all just waiting for you to like get through. Oh, that's going to be a long day. By the time I'd get through it, my bride would be like, you know what? You took too long. And not only am I questioning your intelligence, but I met someone else. Someone who could get through the maze quicker than you. That's it. It's like you and a bunch of other people and whoever gets to the center first gets to marry her. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only fair way she could think of. (laughs) I couldn't choose between you guys. So, oh, that's cool. Because then it'd be like, you'd have to have several tests. That would be your test of your wit. Mm -hmm. Then a a feat of strength. (laughs) And I know I went to another one that doesn't exist anymore because it was only a temporary one. Oh, because you burnt it down when you were done. <laughs> Solve no, what, this. No, when I was done, I just got lost and frustrated with it. <laughs> like, I'm making my own path now. <laughs> I always bring hedge clippers with me. No, this is their gimmick. And tell me if you think it's clever. It was a maize maze. I was made out of corn. Yes. So they had corn crops. Oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were clever. I've seen that on The Simpsons. Like, The Simpsons did a corn maze, which is, I think 
think it's probably more common than we think because corn grows pretty high and pretty quick. Yeah, it'd probably be cheaper than doing a hedge because those hedges look expensive. I mean, look at that, how well formed they are. That'd take a lot of time and that has to grow up and it has to be constantly maintained. Corn- I mean, a lot of that is Photoshop though, I should point out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes se- severely less maintenance. I mean, I don't know if they touch up their photos, but probably if they're like everything else. <laughs> but no, corn grows quickly and high and so you can just plant it really easily. You wouldn't have to like manicure it at all. And that means that like as you're going around, if you get lost, you've still got food. That's true. You won't starve to death. Just eat your way out. Like with a hedge though, like you kind of can't go through it unless you actually break it. It's different trees. Corn, you can just kind of part like a curtain. No, the hedges I learned as a kid, they cheat and they sort of have like this wire mesh that's like running along the path that the hedge is like growing on. So really it's- So if you try and push through the hedge, you're going to hit like a little metal fence. So it's not a hedge maze, it's a mesh maze. Yeah, with a hedge covering. Oh my God, I could use the chicken wire from the farm. And make a giant maze. Yeah, although you'd be able to see through it until you put the hedge in it. We'll, We'll figure it out. You can just fill it with dirt. Is there a dirt maze? Is that a thing? I don't think so. I mean, that would be cool if you walked down into a trench. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's a trench I'm describing. This is like mm. World War One. I. I might get flashbacks from certain people. <laughs> and plus, as soon as it rains, your, your maze is fucked. Yeah, it's now a drain. That's how you go from a maze to a trench to a drain. So what you do is you let people in just as the storm clouds are rolling in. And it's like, find your way out before it floods. Yeah, or you're in deep mud. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'd do that, actually. Wouldn't it be fun? As it gets muddier and muddier, and then, like, because then everything would erode until it's just one big mud pit. So, by the end, it doesn't really matter. Adding something extra to a maze does sound like it would make it more fun. Like, what if I put you in a maze and go, like, all right, you've got a five-minute head start, and then I'm letting a dog in after you. Oh, doesn't wow. it add an extra level to that maze now? It does. Because now you're on... Yeah, I'll get lost way quicker. <laughs> and this dog is not happy. But adding, by the way, you'll die if you fail to anything <laughs> usually makes it more... More um, exciting. Just so you know, go into this hedge maze and in five minutes I'm carrying a gun in there. Because there's also mechanical types of puzzles, which that's fun. What are mechanical puzzles? Let's have a look. Mechanical puzzles. That's like, yeah, there's the... Wooden blocks. That's not what I would think of with mechanical. But that's like, yeah, because it's not just a wooden block. It's like, how do you make it come apart? This is like your your nails that are bent together. Oh, yeah. You like those. Oh, have you ever played that? That little maze where you're a little ball? Oh, the ball in the... What are and they called? Little, yeah, and you've got to tilt the maze. Oh, it's a tilt box. Yeah. Yeah. I and there's little those. holes that the ball can fall into. I remember those. Yeah. yeah. They're cool. They used to come like as prizes for a lot of things because they're cheap to make. <clears throat> and like your friend's playing and you're like I want to go and then you get it all the way through and you get the ball to land in the little hole that it's meant to land in and you're like I did it alright now what I remember one of the first iPhone games that I downloaded when the iPhone very first came out was one of these which I imagine the novelty of because it's a phone how does it know it's like oh my god you can tilt your phone this is so futuristic (laughs) (laughs) I love the bit that you went and physically downloaded it yourself. You're like, I want to do this on my phone. Oh, what about a Rubik's Cube? This motherfucker. Oh, I've never really solved one. The only thing I've ever done with a Rubik's Cube is pick one up at someone's house and then flick it around a couple of times, then put it back down. Like you motherfucker, I'd almost solve that. Yeah. To me, a Rubik's Cube is just a fidget spinner. Yeah, no, I know how to solve a Rubik's Cube. What you do is you pull the stickers off. Yes. 
And then you stick them back on with all the colors facing the right way and be done with it. Exactly. And then, then you don't have to do it anymore. There's a lot of different kinds of Rubik's Cubes. Yeah, because someone just looked at it and thought, why not make it harder? Oh, you finished that one. I'll give you another one. Is there like a simple trick to solving a Rubik's Cube? There is. I saw like, a- Could I watch a YouTube video and then now I can solve your Rubik's Cubes? Absolutely. Huh. I, I've never had the inclination to, but it's something to do with some kid pulled it apart. And if you look inside, because the middle moves differently to the outer, like if you look at where the corners are, that's how it works. Because the corners always <laughs> line up a certain way. And that's how you solve Rubik's Cubes, people. Now you're all pros at it. There you go. We did it. We should do a Garth Explains Things corner. (laughs) And that's how that works. I know, so that's mechanical puzzles. And there's like, you can see the balls attached to the rope and you got to get it out of the... See, those I don't mind. They're kind of like fidget spinners. Well, you got to move the thingy around. Ooh, they have all genres. They have chess problems. Are Which, you any good at chess? I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I used to... I can play chess. But they used to always have those. In fact, they probably still do in the newspaper, if that's still a thing. Yeah, and they go like, hey, if you put in the right answer, first person to get the right answer, well, I'll send you like five bucks or something in the newspaper. And I always used to look at it going, I want that five bucks. But there's obviously a rule to it that I don't get that no one's telling me because you look at it and you go, well, nothing can checkmate from where it is. But I think you're meant to go like, yeah, like several moves. Well, this one says we've got one on here, which this is a great idea for an audio podcast. White mates in two. Okay, so that means white has to get blackout. I think that's the king there, is it? Yes, because that would be the queen. Wait, which one's the king? Is It's the one, yeah, it's, no, that's the queen that you're on. This is a terrible idea for a podcast, because even if we get it, it's going to look stupid. No, I think I've got it. Oh, yeah, I get it. What do you got? Um, Maybe I don't. Uh, you, you say your one. You were just going to wait till I said my one and then go, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I saw through that too. As soon as you went like, I got it. I'm like, he doesn't fucking have it. Well, I can see that um, if you move the rook from C1 up to C5, that will uh, possibly do it. Yes, that will. That is it. So the rook from C1. Up to C5. Yeah. Then that's checkmate. That's the queen. No, that's the king. No, that's the king. Why is it? No, that's the queen. Black queen. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's the king. I could. Oh. Oh, I was trying to take the... That one. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. I mean, then he could just take it with the the rook there. Oh, yeah, yeah, but then you can take it with um, the horsey. Oh, but then you're out of check. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Move. No, I see it now. In two. Oh, okay. So, yeah, in that, two. that so guy that, takes that. That guy takes that. And then the castle comes up. Oh, let's go to lateral thinking puzzles. That's more fun. Yes. That's like, you know, you find a guy dead and there's just a puddle on the floor. It's because he hung himself with the ice. Isn't that a riddle? Yeah, it's the same thing. A man walks into a bar and asks the bartender for a drink of water. The bartender pulls out a gun, points it at the man and cocks. It. The man pauses before saying thank you and leaving. What happened? Okay, so this is something where you ask questions. You don't just do it. I think there's because um, there's the question and answer segment might go something like this. So this is like a logic thing where you got to ask the questions to get there. So I don't. All think- right. If if I were to take a guess what this one is going in the way how riddles mostly go, I reckon it's just the fact that it's a water gun or it's one of those post mix guns, uh, something along those lines. Oh yeah, like points the water gun thing points it at the man and cocks it but then he cocked it 
I don't know. Do you cock those things? I think they just always charge. You just pull the trigger. I don't know. You're probably right. It's like, I hate it when they say something like that. When the answer's like, oh, it's not really this. It's actually that. Because I didn't say it was a gun gun. Yeah, but you didn't say it wasn't either. So you're just a dickhead. I mean, that's exactly how it would go down that that happened in reality with me. If I walked into a bar and I said to someone like, <laughs> can I have a drink of water? And they pulled a gun on me. I'd be like, thank, thank you. you very much, sir. I am leaving. I'd be nothing but polite. <laughs> I'm the politest person on earth with a gun pointed at me. Yeah, I'd suddenly realize I'm not that parched. <laughs> Clearly I've offended you. I'm not sure of your culture, but apparently asking for water is a horrible cultural thing. So the questions, could the bartender hear him? Yes. Was the was bartender angry for some reason? No. no. Was the gun a water pistol? No. no. All right. So that sort of gets out my answer. Did they know each other before? No. Was the man's thank you sarcastic? No. I mean, mine would be genuine if a gun was pointed at me. It'd be the most genuine thank you ever. No one's more sincere than someone who's got a gun pointed at them. Because really what I'm thanking them for is not shooting me. I am thanking you in advance for letting me leave without shooting me. That's right. Thank you. Here is my wallet. Okay, did the man asking for water cause offence in any way? No. So that was the thing. He wasn't offended by it, the cultural thing, yeah. like he said. Did the man ask for water in some strange way? Yes. yes. Did he use the gun to point at where water is? No. Eventually, the questions lead up to the conclusion that the man has the hiccups. Ah. Uh, he asked for a drink of water because he has the hiccups, but then he pulled out a gun to scare him. The hiccups went away. Uh. And hence he said thank you. Was everyone playing at home, like, delighted at hearing that? Can you hear the grating irritation in my voice? If you came in and said, man, I have got the worst hiccups and I pulled out a loaded gun and I pointed it at you, is the next words out of your mouth, thank you? Even if I completely cured your hiccups. You'd say like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Yeah, I wouldn't even care what they cured. Yeah, like- Don't point a loaded gun at me. I was fine with the water. (laughs) I had a plan. You know, you are a bar, there's water right there. I can see it. You actually moved the water gun out of the way to get the real gun. Uh, that's awesome. I wish they had more than just the one. They should have like 20 examples. I don't get it yet. <laughs> they have terminology. A yope. Is a word devised to answer a question with yes or no simultaneously. Yope. Because it's like nope and yep at the same time. Is that like a paradox? Like did the chicken come before the egg? No. Yep. Everyone knows that the egg came first. <clears throat> if you but believe what? in evolution the egg was uh, I think I've, I say this all the time. Anytime someone says that I get really mad. And plus yeah. Even if you're just talking about chicken eggs, the egg came out of a slightly less evolved creature that wasn't technically a chicken, and therefore the chicken came out of the egg. So the egg always comes first. What came first, the animal or the egg? The egg. Well, then what laid the egg? A slightly less evolved form of that animal. Yeah, but like before all animals. I see what you're saying. How was the first creature born? It multiplied, like, you know, viruses and stuff where they just um, self-multiply. Yeah, but there has to be one to start off with to multiply one. That's the whole point of it. It's like, we know that life can make other life and that's the only way you can Mm. get it how did the first thing come to exist because it's the only thing that couldn't have been made that way there is actually an answer to that and it's long and boring and sciencey and it's to do with chemicals to the point of like we'll define life because you know you put one chemical in a dish with another chemical it makes a reaction that's all life is is a chemical reaction so at some point some lightning struck a pond that Mm. had some like crud in it and that's where life started so the crud came before the egg it's just a thought experiment it's not meant to be taken like super literally. That's the only way to take it. And that's why I've always <laughs> taken it. I don't see how you can take it any way other than literal. Why ask a question if you don't want an answer? A relevant but assume yes is a good term.
terminology to use. Because you know, like when we ask a question, we always get sidetracked with the, mm. but was it a water gun? Was he happy? Was he angry? Sure, but it's relevant, which I like that idea because that's a good way to answer questions. If you ask a question and someone says, sure, why not? You go, all right, that doesn't matter. I'm completely in the wrong place right now. They have see also 20 questions. Did you ever play that? I'm aware of it. I think I might have. It's basically where you think of like a celebrity or a thing or a place or whatever. And people have 20 questions that they can ask you. 20 Mm. yes or no questions. And by the end, they have to make one of those a guess for who the person Mm. is. You have to get the answer within 20 questions. What I like about it is this is the famous uh, question that everyone knows. And I love it because it's so outdated. Is it bigger than a bread box? That's on the page for 20 questions. And you've heard that before. People say, is it bigger than a bread box? Who knows how big a bread box is anymore? Like you were it's just like slightly bigger than a loaf of bread. So why don't you say, is it bigger than a loaf of bread? See, I actually think that I know probably the best person to pick for 20 questions that I think no one would get. Evil Knievel. Okay. Uh, we probably should have played it instead of uh, you telling me. Well, there's the great question. Like one of the things you'd ask if you knew you were playing the people version is like, is the person famous? Yes. And it's like, are they a famous actor? Well, no. no. Are you a famous singer? So then it goes, because no one says stuntman. No one ever says stuntman because there's only one, Evil Knievel. Yes. <laughs> All the others don't get named. So it. people be racking their brain to figure out even what direction to go with on this person. That's a good one. Yeah, that is good. I think what we're getting at here is with riddles and all these sort of puzzles, the best result is when you've tricked someone with a really stupid answer. Like, oh, it's so obvious. But yeah, you didn't get it. Haha, <laughs> I tricked you. I mean, Jim Henson is also another good one because no one ever guesses puppeteer. Yeah. Because he's not an actor. He's just not a singer. Yeah. Even though he has acted. Well, technically sung. he's a singer. I mean, he sung It's Not Easy Being Green. Yeah, and he did do that. He was a voice actor, I guess you could call him. So yeah, that's one of those technically. If I said, is he a famous singer? You would have to say yes. And I would never get puppet from that. <laughs> <laughs> also magicians are good like David Copperfield or Penn and Teller yeah no especially one's... if you pick just one of them like Teller no one will ever think you'd pick Teller and that's an extra question to get there because even if you figure out it's a magician and you figure out it's Penn and Teller you still got that one extra question of is it Penn no is it Teller you also have Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's famous for being a scientist. Yes, that's true. There's not a lot of famous scientists. There's him and the wheelchair guy, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, well, not anymore. Yeah, but you can do Alive or Dead. Yeah, true. Well, I think you'd have to with Evil Knievel because he's definitely dead. I'd pick Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan's a good one. Because that's like more obscure because people might know Neil <coughs> deGrasse Tyson because mm. he is everywhere. He's a real big poster boy for science. But Carl Sagan, only if you were really into it, you'd know him through Neil deGrasse Tyson people I bet if you play 20 questions with that people would always guess Neil deGrasse Tyson before Carl Sagan he's the gateway to him or you could go like Steve Irwin. Oh, yeah. Cause that's another one with an obscure job. That's one where he was a movie star. He was in a movie. Yeah, we're not going to call him a movie star. Well, yeah. I would yeah. never call him a movie yeah. star. Have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah, that was terrible. It, it was, was god awful. I wouldn't even call the people who wrote that movie writers. But if you said, is he in a movie? He is. He is in a feature length mm. ad for his crocodile farm. Yes. Could you then say he's an actor? Well, he's playing himself. Yeah, but have you seen him like when he goes on Jay 
Leno. He's acting. I don't know why I'm saying it in present tense. I would say that he's like a wildlife presenter or something. Oh, absolutely. He's a nature documentarian guy. Like, what about David Attenborough? He's done, like, cameos in movies. There are people who've done cameos in movies who I wouldn't describe as actors. Like, Stan Lee is not an actor. He was in many movies. And that's what I think is how you fool people. Technically, they are. So you have to say yes on the pure of yes or no, because all you can get is yes or no. Are they an actor? Yes, they are. He was in a movie, therefore he was an actor. I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have to stipulate the rules. Because then you could have that being sort of confusing where what if someone was a singer? Like you'd picked Cher and Cher was in movies. So was Madonna. There's probably more relevant people who have. Miley Cyrus, what would you classify her as? Singer or actress? Right now she's a singer, but she was probably an actress first because she did both simultaneously and then now she's just a singer and she's done more movies than the Eva one that's true she has and she had a TV show 20 questions is a fun game if you're stuck in a car for like multiple hours it's like the upgrade to I Spy it really is I Spy really sucks after you hit like six because it's just is it this no is it that no there's no hints <laughs> yeah just that letter pterodactyl because it starts with P oh uh, yeah You everyone would have like that younger brother like my younger brother went through that stage where he just like would make up things and you'd go pterodactyl and go but there are no pterodactyls around here uh, I got you and the annoying thing is is pterodactyl technically starts with a P that's that's why I picked it because that's a double layer where they go I give up pterodactyl wait what Photosynthesis <laughs> Starts with a P and technically you can see it If you can see a tree Can you though? Well yeah, it's green, right? Is green just photosynthesis? I thought photosynthesis was the process Wasn't the green chlorophyll Well yeah, so you're seeing, something? you're seeing the process The green colour comes from it photosynthesizing So you are seeing it Yeah, I'm not going to get into a scientific debate <laughs> About like whether photosynthesis is a valid I spy selection <laughs> I don't know, we could be solving a, Like there could be people listening right now who this has divided their family. They're listening to it in the car going everyone shut up they're gonna solve this once and for all now. (laughs) Finally. Is photosynthesis valid? I say no. That's stupid. See I say it is and wiki reviews official. No. No, You don't get to do that. that. We don't get to do that. I would also say wind. Would you say wind counts? Well because you can't see it but you can see the effects of wind can't you? But that's the same with photosynthesis. Well no but photosynthesis has a colour that's generated from its activity. Isn't that chlorophyll? Chlorophyll is the thing that does photosynthesis. Yeah, but that's the green. Can you say running? If I saw someone running, could I say running? I saw, I spy something beginning with the letter R because it's running. I'm, I see running. No, you see a person. Fine, you win. <laughs> you make a great point. You can see chlorophyll, but you can't see photosynthesis because it's a verb. We can only do nouns. You hear that, Timmy? It doesn't count. Yeah, Timmy, <laughs> you suck. Greta, you win, I spy. You get to play the next round. <laughs> it's like I was watching this thing on YouTube, which was Honest Game Trailers. Okay. And they did one for Minesweeper. Do you remember that game? I do. As a kid clicking around. The one observation that they didn't make that I felt they should have made is the whole, that was the game that you played as a kid until you figured out how Solitaire worked. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all computer games. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. those were the only two games on the computer. Minesweeper, you could randomly sort of figure out. Like you see the pattern. If you start easy, it makes more sense. But then Solitaire, I still don't know really 
how to play free cell. No, I never got into free cell as much. Solitaire did a heap. But yeah, solitaire. Isn't it basically the same thing though? That's what it seems like, but I don't really know what's happening. I think it might just be the same thing. Well, no, it's different. It's set up different. Like it also have a game that you can play bridge on. I have no idea how to play bridge. <laughs> you click the thing around and then it tell you you have this really high score and you're like, oh my God, my score is so much higher than everyone else's. And then it tells you you lose. Because that's not how it works in bridge. Apparently. <laughs> this is as far as I got. No, as a kid, I felt so clever when I figured out Solitaire. The first time I managed to make the cards do that thing where they fly at the screen and leave oh, that trail at themselves. Isn't that a great moment? You're so happy. You're like, I did it. How far we've come, like from playing like Solitaire where you finish it and you watch every card do the bounce all the way down. It fills your screen and you just look at it. Now I don't even watch the credits of video games I complete. Like, do you remember that the first time you finish a video game and like the reward is you get to see the name of all the developers. Maybe a picture of them at the end too. Oh, and you sit there and you watch. Ah, oh, Zai Gri and Zhao Ping. Oh, wow. They were in it. Oh, and then there was the marketing team for the UK. Glad they made it into the credits. Yeah. And this is like you sitting there going like, I did it. This is my victory. This is my prize. I've even seen some modern games where they try and add something interactive to the credits. Like I saw one where it basically gives you a blaster and you can shoot the credits as they're rolling. That's cute. And get extra points for doing that. Ooh. So it makes you stay through the credits because you're like, I got to shoot stuff. (laughs) I can't fast forward through the credits ever because there might be something at the end that's important to see. Ever since I completed Metal Gear Solid, because at the end of it, you complete it and however you complete it. And then at the end of the credits, there's a guy talking on the phone. He's like, yeah, no, he stopped it. It's over. Okay, well, something or other, blah, blah, blah. Mr. President. (gasps) Oh my God, the president was in on it. (laughs) And since then, I can't skip a credit ever because I need to know if there's another thing at the end. Like, is the president in on this one? I bet the president did it. It's always the president. Garth, it's solitaire. Settle down. The president's not in on solitaire. But yeah, without knowing how solitaire works, it's a pretty confusing thing to look at. Working it out by trial and error, like, all right, oh, that doesn't move. Oh, that doesn't move. Because the amount of times you play solitaire and it just doesn't work, like, there's no actual solution to it. Yeah, you can get lost in that game where it's like, just got to deal again. But if you don't know the rules, uh, jigsaw puzzles, let's talk about that for a quick sec. Because who thought of the idea of like, hey, you see that picture? Let's just like cut it up and then try and put it back together. How about you like don't cut it up in the first place and then we just still have the picture? This jigsaw puzzle here looks like it's a puzzle of a solid blue sky. Yeah, there are blue sky ones. There are ones that are just black. There are ones which have no edges. Oh, really? So it's even jagged at the end. There are ones which all like there's no one connection for the inter thing. There are ones which have a picture on either side. So you don't even know which way's up. Do you know what would be interesting if someone made a puzzle where every single piece was the same shape? Oh. So then you had to use- Figure out what the actual picture is. Though I say, what if someone did that? I bet you someone has already done that. Everything's been done. There's three dimensional puzzles. I saw a thing where someone figured out that uh, certain puzzle companies, they use the same jigsaws for the same jigsaw pattern. And they had a picture. It's like a train with horse legs. (laughs) That's awesome. Because they swapped two around. You could blend it together. And there's ones you can get so that it's like completely black. There's no edges. They're all weirdly shaped pieces and they put like three extra pieces in the box. Like why would you buy something like that? Who needs that much pain in their life? 
Here's something here that like, this is as nerdy as hell. Calculating the number of board pieces before starting. Wait, what? What does that it mean? It gives you a formula how you can see how many pieces are going to be in the puzzle. Uh, okay. And it's like a five step process. But what is that? Because you already know how many piece, jigsaw pieces Well, yeah, just are. look on the box. <laughs> but this is telling you something different. For a 513 jigsaw piece, the prime factors are blah, blah, blah. Take the square root of P and round off. Look for the numbers in the prime factor list that are above or below 20% of the square root of P. <laughs> no, that can't be right. And what the hell is it telling us? Do you know what I love is they give you this entirely large calculation that you have to do. And then right at the end, it says citation needed. needed. <laughs> it's like, so if you do all of this, it might not even work out. It's like, look, we haven't even tried this. Have you seen how complex it is? <laughs> I have not used a calculator in a while and I'm not about to start. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. I think it's like how many different combinations there could be. That's what I feel like. It's about figuring out like the- I figured there'd be millions, wouldn't there? I mean, if you got like 500 pieces and they could all fit with each other in all different ways. But then they say you take your side pieces and stuff. That comes into the interfactor. I don't know what this is. This may be the algorithm that cures everything on the planet. We'll never know. This could be the answer. I'm not going to find out. So they talk about the world's largest jig or puzzle which Ooh. is five meters square or 5.4 oh no that's f- five thousand four hundred and twenty eight point eight meters squared so that's like five kilometers because i was looking at it thinking yeah five meters that's not very far yeah they didn't try very hard maybe we could do that yeah we could build that how hard would it be to build a puzzle <laughs> just get a giant picture and cut it up and it says it has twenty one thousand six hundred pieces which you think be more pieces than that in that size could you imagine like getting to the end of it and being like oh crap we've lost a piece where is it because it'd be pretty big look under the couches everyone because i've definitely done that where as a kid i'd be doing puzzles and it would get to the end and there'd be like a piece or two missing there's like, always oh, a piece missing. exactly right and it's not until you put everything away that you'll find it underneath your foot or something stuck to something but i like the fact that it's five and a half k's squared so like oh there's a piece missing i don't know look under logan because <laughs> it says it's of kaituk airport so is that it there no, that's the airport. Oh, they assembled it on the airport. Oh, they it's the assem- only big enough flat space you'd have. The former airport. So it was an abandoned airstrip, which is what you need. Can you imagine that we need like a former airstrip to do this puzzle? That's awesome. All right. So I want to Google this because I want to know what the... What the picture is. Because wouldn't it be like really sad if it was just a picture of what it was on top of? So there's multiple here. Is there anything on the page that tells us the... This is the Guinness Book of Record. Each of the pieces were 50 centimeters by 50 centimeters. That's more than like a foot. Yeah, so that's a pretty big piece. That's basically a foot long sub and then a six inch sub. If I'd taken a couple of bites of the six inch. (laughs) You could just say a bit longer than a foot long. I like even though the measurements in the name, you still had to say foot long sub. (laughs) Because then I can imagine it. That's how I do all my conversions. As soon as people say feet, I convert everything to Subway sandwiches. Because I get the size of a Subway sandwich. If you say you're six foot, I'm like, he's six sandwiches tall. It's true. It's the only time we actually use feet other than um, height. So we have to guess how many, like, how many Subway sandwiches tall are you? About six sandwiches. Yeah, you're about six sandwiches tall. And then there's the largest jigsaw puzzle, which is uh, the most pieces. 551,232. Do they really need the 32? 
No, I guess not. They should have just kept it to a round number. Mm. Or maybe, like, the last record was 31. Because technically, like, anything's a jigsaw puzzle if you just take it and cut it up. Like, a pizza's a jigsaw puzzle. See, this one they have a picture of. It's a flower and something written in Vietnamese. And they used a stadium for theirs because they didn't need an airport. It wasn't that big. So that's too... Are Asians more into jigsaw puzzles? Is it an Asian culture thing that we got or like where did it come from? I don't think that they're more into jigsaw puzzles. I think that they're more into like obsessiveness. Asian cultures are really good at having people who just like crazily obsess on like one thing. That's true. When you got that many people around you, you need to really try hard to be an individual. <clears throat> yeah, the niche market in Asia is so much bigger than it is over here all the niches because <laughs> it's like some asian people are just like yeah i'll just be good at dance dance revolution nothing else in life just that that will be my thing i'm pretty sure it's cultural like that well it's just when you have that many people you only need a very 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 small percentage of the population to be into something for it to be a thing like here we need most people to be on board of something for it to be like a real thing it's just so there is game. and so there is something that when they say world's largest puzzle made in asia i'm just like yeah that doesn't surprise me yeah it didn't surprise me either but just maybe stop and think like can we go back and see jigsaw puzzle let's actually find out where they started who did this who put this plague upon the world well, it was vietnam no i mean the first puzzle oh like the very first puzzle yeah, ever where, who came up with jigsaw puzzles i don't know the first guy broke a vase and said put it back together <laughs> which that's always fun to do he's a tiling puzzle that requires assembly yep we know that John's... 1760 was it this guy john spillsbury yeah hey london so the english invented puzzles the jigsaw ones anyways <clears throat> could you have sold that idea like if you would come up to me and go on hey man i got this picture and i've cut it up and you're gonna put it back together again i'm like why you broke it <laughs> exactly <laughs> what do i want a picture that's got all like cut marks through it what is it dissemblable so i can reassemble it later no 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 no. you assemble it yourself for fun and then what that's it you've had the fun then you look at it and go oh that's what the picture was even though it was on the box and then you dissemble it and put it away until you want to do it again can i just have the box i, I <laughs> I just put the box up on my wall like a normal picture. If you want to put something together, I just got a flat pack from Ikea. I do remember being in like some old person's house where they had a heap of jigsaw puzzles that they had done that were framed. They'd put some like gloss on it that had like glued it all together and they mm. framed the jigsaw puzzle. I've seen that. And like, that's like putting up like an accomplishment. Mm. Like, look, like it's if I like nailed a Rubik's cube to my wall. Look at me. I solved it. Did you though? It did have a cool look to it though. The picture with the puzzle thing because i have thought that it would be a cool look for something imagine a poster of like humidor with bear dog on there and it's framed but it is like that puzzle look that would be pretty cool if you guys want a bear dog puzzle let us know we'll make it happen yeah if you have any merchandising ideas for us let us know we'll, we'll get you one or if you want to make one and send it to us yes that'd that, be easier yeah let's do that <laughs> That's way more po probable from our side. I was going to bag out the whole idea of like, as if you'd like hold on to like a completed thing. Like, oh, I finished this puzzle. So now I'm going to keep it around like a, I was going to make fun of it. Then I realized I have this whole litany of completed video games that I keep because I've completed them. But other people like they trade them in to get other games. I'm like, no, I finished it. That's like your trophy shelf. Exactly. Look at my accomplishments. No, Garth, that's just like games. 
games. All right, but yeah, so jigsaw puzzles are apparently very big right now. They are, and there are many records associated with them, most of which are held in Asia. Yes, I'm glad we sorted that out. But I'm surprised that Asia doesn't take up all the records. Yeah, they've got enough people with enough spare time. Like, if everyone just went and did, like, one thing, they'd have all the records. I reckon a lot of the records, if not most, are probably already. Like, other than, like, I don't know, blackest and whitest skin. Although, I say that, I bet if they wanted to, they could. What's a symbol for autism? Jigsaw puzzle pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the logo for... Oh, this is a logo for their thing. Oh, yeah, I see. They got, like, a ribbon that's made up of a puzzle. And that's autism. Yeah. Fair enough. I get it. All right, let's go back to the puzzle main page. All right, do we want to keep looking at different types or... Well, what types have they got here? Mathematical puzzles? No. That's That's a hard pass. What's Peg Solitaire? I don't know. I kind of want to give it a go now. I was going to give it some shit and say that it was boring, but no, I can't. I'm kind of like drawn into this. Like I'm feeling nostalgic about Solitaire because of our conversation earlier. But then you add Peg to it. What the hell's Peg? It's a board game for one player involving movement of pegs on a board with holes. Oh, I think I know the one. You know, like you got the thing and you need to get it from one side to the other, but you've only got like one space and you have to figure out how to move them. Oh, so it's like lonely person Chinese checkers. Yes. That's what they should have called it. Oh, there's also another name for the game called Patience. Did you ever hear that? Yes. That's what my grandmother used to call it. Which throws you, doesn't it? Because she didn't play it on the fancy computer because that was newfangled technology. Cards on computers? What is this, Star Trek? Who could do that? How do you know what they are? I can't do it unless I can hold them. Otherwise, how would I be able to think about it? I do not think she would have comprehended what a podcast was. (laughs) I think she passed before we even started recording this, but I mean, I could have tried to play it for her. It's like a VCR of a radio show. But no, so she used to call it patience and she played it with real cards. Which takes real patience. There's also old maid. Old maid. Is it, that the same? It's like a card game, but I think you got to find pairs. Same sort of thing. You sit there and you play it by yourself. Sounds like go fish for lonely people. It is, yes. Really like solitaire is just sorting cards. That's all it is, yeah. Putting things in order. Because afterwards you got to shuffle it if you want to play a game again with it. Doesn't work otherwise. Okay, so there's an English and a European version that's different somehow. The European's got an extra peg or two. Does that make it easier or harder? I don't really know how hard it could be because it's just you're moving a thing around. What the hell is wrong with people? You're the one who picked this page. I was puzzled. I was perplexed. I thought you'd be like able to tell me all about your little uh, gadgety ones. You can even tell at the beginning of the episode when I was just like, yeah, we're doing puzzles. I don't know. Garth picked it. (laughs) (laughs) There's sometimes when you can even hear I'm skeptical about the page. (laughs) I picked it because it's topical. Oh, three cups problem. Oh, is that like... Like three card Monty. Um, go up, 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 up. One more, and just take the mouse. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I thought maybe it's like the three seashells. What's the three seashells? You know, Demolition Man. Okay, yeah, I get the reference then. There we go. Three cups, also known as the three cup challenge. Ooh, this is like the ice break it. No, what's it called? The ice bucket challenge? Yeah, I, I bet it's way less interesting than that. I don't know. I bet it's way more interesting because the ice bucket <laughs> challenge is stupid. It's a mathematical puzzle. All right, you're on board, Ben. Yep. And in its most common form, cannot be solved. What? Then it's not a problem. Well, it is a problem. It's not a riddle, though, if it can't be solved. In the beginning position of the problem, one cup is upside down and the other two are right side up. The objective is to turn all cups right side up in no more than six moves, turning over exactly two cups at each move. Really? Can you just solve that in one move? Because you just turn the two cups the other way. Maybe you have to do it in six moves. Oh, okay. No, no. It's the other way around. So you have two up and one down and you got to get all three up. Okay. So you start 
start off the other way. So it's just a stupid unsolvable problem, which is if it's unsolvable, then what's the point? No, I reckon I can do it in two moves regardless. I know this page says it's proof of impossibility. <clears throat> uh, this is impossible. Can't be done, but I reckon I could do it. Yeah, because you just turn these two cups the right way and then boom, you're done. So boom. that's why I'm saying, does it have to be six moves? So that way you're stuck with a, like a weird odd number. It says less than six moves. I reckon I could do it in one or two, depending which way the cups are. Which makes me think that you're thinking of it wrong. Makes, yeah, I think that I'm not getting the concept because it seems too easy. If anything seems that easy, you've probably got it wrong. Yeah, it wouldn't be a thing. What about meta puzzles? I was just looking at that. I love meta things. Isn't meta fun? So what, does it break the fourth wall? Is it a puzzle of a puzzle? That seems to be it. A meta puzzle is a puzzle that unites several puzzles that feed into it. For example, five puzzles that had the answers black, hammer, frost, knife, and union would lead to the meta puzzle answer, jack. Oh yeah, because you got black, a black jack, jack, jack hammer, jack frost, and jack, jack knife, knife, and union jack. Yeah, and union jack. Oh yeah, that's clever. A meta meta unites several meta puzzles. Now, and then a meta be- meta meta one. Oh god, <laughs> just What's keep going a down the rabbit hole. Nothing. What's the matter with you? Oh, well, that's fun. Microsoft Puzzle Hunt is apparently a meta puzzle because maybe it's a game where you're solving multiple puzzles. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So video game puzzles like Curse of Monkey Island or your Telltale's Walking Dead, because they're kind of puzzly, I guess. I'd go as far as to say is like, if you're playing Grand Theft Auto and then you go and play like the Space Invaders in it or the slot machine in it, Mm -hmm. then you're playing a meta puzzle because it's a game within a game. (laughs) Yeah, that's always blowing my mind in a game where you can go as your character and walk up and start playing another game. Wouldn't that blow people's minds? Like, because if you're playing Space Invaders inside a game, like you go back to the 80s people like man space invaders i'm playing space invaders right now and then they see that like oh you guys your games have advanced so much that now your game plays space invaders the weirdest one that tripped me out was in donkey kong 64 because at one stage as donkey kong you can activate an arcade machine in which you can play the first donkey kong game okay which i'm like how does that work does that exist inside his universe so he knows he's a video game and it is was there a video game he knows there was a video game based on him and now this is his real life so is he sort of going around like now he's famous and that's why he's doing what he's doing now and he seems to act pretty nonchalantly about it like if you walked up and you played a video game that was called Garth Remington yeah and you had no knowledge of this game but apparently it was a classic well you'd think that his licensing would be solved or something like <clears throat> your 50 cent you could go play the 50 cent video game yeah I think there are a few of them too yeah so if you were to make a video game about 50 cents life he could <laughs> honestly go and play a 50 cent video game inside the 50 cents life game mm. that's matter well what would the garth remington video game even be would you be like a shoot 'em up sort of game the first thing that came to mind was like oh that's just depressing like if it was based on my life why would anyone want to play that but then video games are about some really like you can get sim farm like okay so my game starts off as sim farm where you're this little kid on a farm and you have to go do these chores and then it progresses there is like a stand-up comedian one out there. So you do a stand-up comedian, like, sim thing. I try to shy away from the accounting. That's just the how you get to the end of the level, though. You could do stuff like that where you have your performer 
has to go out and do stuff so they can get inspiration for jokes. That's cute. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. And then at the end of like doing tasks, you just like, I just thought of a new joke for this. So and then you get up and perform it and then you get a TV spot. I would play this game, actually. That's a fun game. It reminds me, uh, Beavis and Butthead had a video game where they had to collect tickets. <clears throat> it was just a puzzle solve and they had to collect pieces of a ticket so they could get to the Guar concert. Same deal. So every time they go to a place, they have to get a thing and then they collect the prize, which would be a bit of material, which we get from an experience. And that could be the thing of like on level one, when you first start out, you could get like your first open mic slot. Yes. And then you could have like for the first like level or something, base it on all like the shitty gigs you had to do when you first started out. Oh, that'd be cool. And then it progresses to the final level where you're like on TV or something like that. And the way you progress, like how you complete each level determines the kind of comedian you are. Like if you complete it in a very like gross, obtuse, abrupt manner, you become a more blue comedian where you're more vulgar. Mm. Whereas if you complete it with more finesse, you become more of a you know, well-spoken comedian. Like, so the way you complete the level defines the kind of comedian you get and the kind of experience points you get on the how you're going to comedian. Because then, yeah, you could get status things where it's going like your agent saying something like, oh, you're a little too crude. Maybe you need to think of some cleaner material. Yes. And then so you got to just put something in a nice way so you can actually get some cleaner material. This is an awesome game. This is a great game. And the idea that like, because you get XP and like, you know, how do you, do you want to level up in your uh, your wit or your story base or your performance base so that you, uh, oh man, hecklers are really kicking your ass at the moment. You need to work on some comebacks. So like you go and have an experience out in the world and you come back ready to like tear them apart. You could have like a little construction site that your guy walks by and you can make fun of the people who work there and they yell stuff at you. And then you so then you come back. So when you're at the beginning and your comeback level is low, they always trounce you. But then like by the end, you're like nailing them with comeback after comeback. <laughs> and it could be like, it's like a sparring thing with them so that at first they kick your ass. But what that does is it ups your stamina so that on stage, nothing rattles you anymore. But then as you get better at coming back at them, it's like counter punching in a boxing game. Oh, this is genius. If anyone out there makes video games, like, could you make this game? <laughs> I sometimes think of ideas like that where it's like, there's no way I'm going to make this. If you want to steal it, go for it. Go just for make it. <laughs> I want to play it. I just want to play. I'll even buy a copy. In, exactly. <laughs> in fact, I'd prefer someone else makes this because if I made it, I'd know how it all works and yeah. be boring. It's like Guitar Hero, but with comedy. And like, imagine you get to the end and it's like, you rock. But like, it goes like, you're funny. I am funny. <laughs> <laughs> But I also like, because, yeah, you have to start off on open mic with, like, a, a day job. So you'd pick your character, like, what their day job would be. Mm. And based on that, it's like the experiences they have. Mm. Like, you choose to be, like, you work at Macca's. So then you actually have to do Macca's work in the video game to get the money so you can level up for whatever. So you can get equipment, maybe a new funny shirt or cool shoes for good luck. But then also that leads to the interactions you have. And then the guy gets on the stage. He's like, okay, so I work at Macca's. And off he goes with his jokes about it. Because, yeah, I do like the idea of having it like a little bit of an open sandbox world where you can go to different places to get different inspiration and yes. that forms what type of comic you are. That is cool. Like, yeah, you pick up missions when you go to places. Mm. Like you can have like, you know, the main thing where it's like, you know, your agent or whatever going like, hey, you really need to work on this. But it's like, yeah, it's like not a side, it's a, the main quest. You can go do side quests that will level you up in other ways. Because yeah, you can go like visit your family and then you'll write family orientated jokes. If you spend all your time in like bars and strip clubs, then you'll have like 
crude, dirty material. Exactly. It reflects what you do. And also, there'd be, like, special missions that if you pull it off, then you have a cool story that you can tell this cool story. And it could be the thing, like, the clincher of, like, your act. And it could actually be really cool because, you know, in, like, strategy games where they get you to do all these crazy tasks of find me this key or get me a chicken or something like that. It actually kind of makes sense in this whole stand-up comedy thing. If you do these zany things and you're like, you know, I got a good story from this. And then you come back with all these crazy stories and the agent's like, you're just not relatable anymore, okay? You got too many crazy stories. You want to get on radio? Because there's also, yeah, what path do you want to take as the comedian? Go on like a country tour? (laughs) Yeah, you have like as a crude comedian, you sell out clubs and stuff like that, but they won't put you on television. If they say if you get this much clean material, they can put you on TV. But then you have to be able to pull it off at that level. Ah, so great. Yeah, this could be a fun game. I would totally play this. I always wonder how complex is it to make a game? If you've got like the idea that you want or even just an app. If we could sort of transcribe this into like some cool app. Because yeah, some people who do game development, they make it sound like that part's easy. It's the other part that's hard. I don't know what the other part is, but to Mm. me, it's impossible. I have no idea how to do any of this. Wouldn't know where to begin. But if you can do that, hit us up. I wish there was just a program that was just like easily click. Like I could drag pictures and stuff into it and little animations. And it just happened. I just like the idea that if I could just like tell it and just like how we just said it, like vaguely describe (laughs) it and then it brings it to me? Like run this podcast episode through a game maker? Kind of like how Google works, but it makes a video game. That'd be the best video game ever! Google the video game. You just type in like stand-up comedian game RPG, and then it just comes and finds one for you. It makes it based on your stupid search suggestions, no matter how stupid <laughs> they are. And it'd even be like, did you mean? Well, that's the thing. We haven't even tried if that works. Hey, yeah, they might just give it to us. Stand-up comedian RPG. Because someone has to... Oh, yeah. Stand-up comedy as a bonus game mechanic. No. Comedy night on Steam? There you go. Because Steam's a reputable game... Yeah, thingy. It is. It's a stand-up comedy. Do you you think think you are funny? Perform live stand-up comedy in front of a live audience. How would that work? Because I was trying to think of a mechanic in this thing where you could write your own jokes if you wanted to. But how would you actually do it? Compete against it. It's like roast battles as well. I forgot about roast battles. Heckle and vote off the rubbish. And you can make your little dude. Is it no way? Do people log in and watch you do it? I don't know. I think it's just a video game, but maybe it's like a live thing. Like, because, you know, you can every game you can make your little dude. Because who would log in to watch someone else do a video game stand-up comedy? If they're doing real stand-up comedy. I don't think so. I think it's like because there was little things you can click on. Comedy Night! This is a shout-out to the makers of Comedy Night. I don't really know much about it beyond what I just saw. I'm curious about this game because they stole our idea, which I know we said people could have it for free anyway, but you but know what now I mean. that Now that we've lost it, go to hell. And plus, I need to see if I need to buy this game now. Because if yeah. it's exactly what we said, then I'm actually going to buy it. Uh, Comedy Night. The most funny game ever. Alright, let's have a look for the gameplay of Comedy Night. I'll turn okay, this so you pick your Dude. Beginner. So I think it is you actually perform stand-up comedy in a pseudo room. I think it's pseudo comedy. I don't think it's real. Seeing people are heckling. This is a weird thing where you can do stand-up as an animated person in a fake room. <laughs> so I think it's just a like because there's little options you've got there. <laughs> oh my god, it this works. Oh, okay. So this is like emojis for if you're the crowd. Yeah, because he's the crowd at the moment. The fuck? 
what? So you can just do stand-up. And it's just people saying stupid shit. Yeah. And then people react to it. Isn't that interesting? That's funny. Oh, I think, yeah, everyone takes a turn sitting down in the audience. So they're the characters sitting down in the audience. So I'm assuming it's always from this perspective. That's a weird game. It's not what we said. Yeah, this is... It's kind of like this weird live... Comedy room. Comedy room. It's more like a chat room with different emojis. Oh my God. That would be fun to see how you'd go on a gig like that. Oh God. Just like kind of like an interactive... Oh, because people on the internet are the worst too. Oh, that's going to be like the worst gig ever. Hey, but this means we could anonymously go and heckle people. Salt. Let's go be douchebags on the internet. I was totally a gangster until I realized I could do it. And then I think there's another RPG, but I don't know. Oh, that's a bonus game mechanic. So no. So there is no stand-up RPG like we said. Yeah. We invented something. Oh, totally. So you guys can totally steal that. I assume a lot of things on this podcast are relatively free use. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, fair play. I mean, we say a lot of stupid stuff, but we'll never get to it. So you may as well. Like, you know how people go like, hey, you know, I invented YouTube. (coughs) What do you mean? (laughs) No, you didn't. That other guy did. No, I thought of it. And then they did it. They stole it. They've never met you. Be the thing. Someone would steal that game from us, make millions of dollars from it. And we'd just be like, huh, maybe we should have said something about getting some money from that. Maybe, yeah, maybe we should have put a reference out. We just tell people in bars forever, you know, we thought of that game. Exactly. Didn't get a cent for it. I thought of Instagram. It's like Facebook, but just pictures. All right, so we've missed out on that idea. All right, so what other puzzles stick out to you? Were you ever a Sudoku man? I don't actually know how to play Sudoku. That's all about it adding up. Yeah, I can see why I didn't chase that up. Because people always talk about like, oh, I've got a whole book of Sudokus. And I'm like, but once you solve one, isn't it all the same? It's just you got to make the numbers add up or something? Yeah, but then they it depends what numbers they put in there and what number ah. you need to make it add up to. Ah. Or something. I don't know. That's stupid. I've never done a Sudoku either. So oh, okay. We're probably not the best to talk to about Sudoku. Yeah, I honestly thought you were about to go like, of course I know how to play them. Like, because everyone acts like they know them. What about uh, crosswords? Yeah, I've got no time for those. Because all they're really doing is saying like, hey, do you know the answer to these questions? And this many letters? Yeah, crosswords to me are like trivia questions. It's just It's like sometimes I'm awesome at it, sometimes I suck about it. It really depends what you're asking. I don't really need the way it's laid out. Just Mm. ask me the questions and I'll answer them. What's a sukaban? Sukaban. It's a Japanese... No, no, too down for that. Oh, no. Sukaban. It's, it's still a Japanese. video game. We found we, a video game, Ben. We gotta move boxes around. Okay, so you gotta move the boxes so they go over the dots. Oh yeah, I've played oh, yeah. stuff like this. Yeah, this is like a lot of games in the early nineties. Because if you move it in the corner, you can't get it out. So this guy in the picture gets stuck after he moves all the boxes. So I don't know how he was planning to get out. Though his room has no doors. No, he just lives there forever. <laughs> His purpose in life is fulfilled. Now the boxes are where they're meant to be. Then his life ends. Oh my God. They made like a heap of these. Sokoban. Sokoban extra edition. Sokoban 2. Soko hyphen barn. Soko hyphen barn. Perfect. Sokoban revenge. Sokoban touch came out in 2016. Oh, it's for yeah, Android. It's a phone game, which makes sense. That looks like the kind of thing that would be on a phone. Oh yeah, so it's still the same. It does look like all the old looking games are now phone games. Because they've gone, oh, it's a small thing that you could fit in the thing. Yeah, so you're just still going to move boxes onto stuff. Oh. And it measures how many steps you take. Okay, and you got to do it within a certain amount of steps. That would drive me crazy trying to do it on a phone, because the amount of times like you hit something on a phone and it just that's not how it works. And there's a 
fun little iPhone game if anyone wants to download it. Sukaban. Sukaban. All right, cool. So now we know what Sukaban is. Which it <clears> reminds <throat> me of like Boulder Dash. The iPhone one looks better than the one that they had on a home console. Shows how technology goes. You can have more graphics in, on a phone than you could in the 80s. In the whole 80s. Whole 80s doesn't compare to an iPhone. <laughs> That's probably accurate too. <laughs> Uh, you got What's a 10 gram? Oh, oh, that's just like a puzzle of shapes. Ah, uh, yeah, and you got to make it into a square. Yeah. You got like triangles and squares. other squares. Mainly yeah. just triangles and uh, trapezoids. It's a very boring puzzle. Yeah, because it just kind of looks like abstract art. Ooh, spot the difference. These are always fun. All right, Ben, it's you and me. We got to spot the difference. The difference is that that lolly on the on the cat, the cat's holding um whatever the thing a spoon is. spoon in there and, and a lolly in that. There's yep. also the fact that there's an extra banana in this one. And there's a smiley face on one of the dishes. And this must be really entertaining for everyone listening. The clock's a different time. You always got to check the clock. Always man. check the clock. And there's a pin in the, the lady's hair that's not in the other one. Oh, you also have this thing. Yep. It looks like it's a floppy disk there. And there's two flowers in the vase. And the bowl in the background is two uh, dolls. And the different door handles. Also, the pictures are different. He's got a little bowl tie there. What's that called? Like the... Uh, bolo tie. Bolo tie. He's got a little bolo tie there but not in that one i think we got them all i think that's basically it there are 15 differences do we get 15 i don't know i'll, I'll see in the playback sure <laughs> uh, but i'm pretty confident we got i remember monty python did a good one on the back of one of their dvds or something where it had a picture of them as a group and beside it a picture of the empire state building and it said believe it or not there are five million six hundred and twenty <laughs> million two hundred and eighty differences between these two pictures can, Can you, you spot, spot them, them all? all? <laughs> I was like, that's kind of funny. Pythons were always good for that. I've also noticed a similar thing to this where it's not necessarily spot the difference, but um, it's a picture and they say there's 14 different band names in this entire picture and you got to find them. Like there'd be a girl in chains and it's Alice in Chains. Yeah, I've also seen the where they have a hidden picture in there. Like there's a cat that's like blended into the background. Yeah, so that's the exact one where it's like a lady with a broom and they're like, there's a cat in the picture. That's and the one I'm thinking of. I remember looking all over that picture because I got really into that one like I will find this freaking cat did you find the cat no I had to be shown where the cat was and when they got shown I was so mad because yeah. that's not the cat I was looking for it's like oh it's a shape of a cat that's not a cat I felt the same way I had to google it isn't it a ripoff yeah that's not a real cat if I knew I was looking for the shape of a cat I would have looked for the shape of a cat because I was looking there is it behind the curtain well they have word puzzles seem to have a bit like anagrams you know anagrams where they jumble up the words Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a jumbled up word. Jeremy Irons. I don't know what's that nanogram for. Genuine class. That's the Simpsons quote. I don't actually know if that's true. I don't think that's actually real. Maybe. You have ciphers, which I don't exactly know what a cipher is. Other than it was a character in The Matrix. Oh, he betrayed I think, them all. I think it's... <laughs> We'd eventually get there. I think it's when, like, a symbol represents something else. Oh, yeah, like a code. See, there's always simpler ways you can say this. Word jumbles and codes. I want to know what Bonza is. Just Bonza. I feel like as an Australian, it's our duty. It's a single-player crossword puzzle, as they usually are. Oh, it's just a game. It's a video game of crosswords. Ugh. Oh, is it? Yeah, and someone... it came out in 2016. Really? The iPhone is really allowed for a lot of crappy games to get through. <laughs> Yet our game can't. <laughs> 
Oh, Pequacky. You say it like you know it, but I've never heard of Pequacky. I've never heard of it. Just doesn't that sound like a good word? Okay, I get the gist of this just by the picture. There's a bunch of dice with letters on it. I'm assuming you've it's got a boggle. Yeah, it's boggle. It's boggle without it being stuck in the thing. Are you a good boggler? I don't really play boggle. I haven't really played boggle. I don't know if I've ever played boggle. Yeah. I get the concept of boggle. I played Scrapple. I watched a show called, I think it's called 8 Out of 10 Cats. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, Jimmy Carr hosts it because someone told me about it. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of fun. It's actually a lot of fun. But the whole show is math problems and word problems. Oh, and it's not a lot of fun. It's done by comedians and there's a lot of fun around the games. But ultimately, it's like a game of boggle and then like a math question. And that's the closest I, I'd watch that. And they're like, um, they give you nine letters and they're like, what's the biggest word you can make with it? And I always get a bit like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think I'd be very good at it. Yeah, mine would be I. <laughs> I see an ah. Uh. Can oh, I? Oh, wait, in. Ah, oh, you beat me. I had one letter you had two. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the weirdest game you versus me. It'd be like people with two letter words would win. <laughs> oh, but then we realize you spelt it wrong. As has an A. Oh, the person's As like, ah, it- oh, Ben picked in with three letters because it has two N's. No, I meant the other one. And <laughs> <laughs> Ben wins with three. No, I only wrote two. So I gotta be honest. I'm an honest player. <laughs> What is a 3D puzzle? A puzzle that's three dimensions. Oh my God, I hate this even more. It's not even like a 3D puzzle, it's Puzz 3D. You know, it's a video game. Oh no, I think it's just a Hasbro game. 3D puzzle, so they're models. That was the simplest breakthrough of something I've ever heard. Because like, I'm like, it's like a 3D puzzle. You know, you've got to put the puzzle together. And you're like, you're describing a model. That's a model. Like right now we're looking at a city that you make from puzzle pieces. That's New York. Oh, I, and the Twin Towers. How retro. I love that it says a pre-9-11 New York City puzzle. It can just be New York. Do you reckon you'd be doing the Twin Towers and just be like, oh, I'm so sick of this. Couldn't we get the post-9-11 one? <laughs> Look, we don't even have to put them in if you don't want. It'd be such a sensitive thing because they're the tallest thing on the game. So they're the most likely to get knocked over and you'd feel bad, especially if you're an American or a New Yorker and like you do your little puzzle because you're proud of New York City because why else would you do it? And then like something flies through the room, anything, it's most likely going to hit the Twin Towers and it's going to be like, oh, it's a premonition, but postmortemly. Oh my God. Oh, do you know how bad I would feel if like you made this beautiful puzzle of New York and I just happened to be playing with paper planes nearby <laughs> and I knocked down the Twin Towers? And I just look over you and you know, you'd be like, you'd feel terrible. Like, oh my God, I feel like I'm Osama Bin Laden right now. I'll tell you what, I'll move away from the New York one. I'll go play near the Pentagon. (laughs) 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 Ah, you mean the the trapezoid square or whatever? Because it it lost one of its sides. Yeah, so I wouldn't destroy the whole thing. That's fine. That's 3D puzzles. All right. Or Puzz 3D. Which because That's hipper. You know, like um, models that you could get that were like, you could make a little model airplane. That's technically a puzzle then, isn't it? So if I make like a model car or something, that could be classified as a puzzle. But what if I fix a real car? That's a bigger puzzle. Yeah, trying to get it to start. That's the Rubik's Cube there. Uh, well, I always thought it would be a good idea, especially in this country. You know, like when a mud flat dries, all the mud cracks, pick up all those pieces, put them to a side and then tell a kid they got to put them all back. That's a huge fun puzzle because it also crumbles. That is true. It's forever changing shape. It works until you realize that it's all dirt and you can 
just chuck it anywhere and then stamp on it and it'll hmm. be fine. All right. Well, should we rate this page then? I think we should. We shall indeed. All right, Garth. Well, do you want to give us a piece of your mind and rate this page? <laughs> piece. I see what you tried yeah. to do there. <laughs> Try. Uh, you tried to jig my saw. Uh, yeah, but I, I am puzzled about your rating. But I haven't given it yet. That's the puzzling thing. Yeah, that's. I saw how you jigged that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rate this a solitaire out of a possible RPG. Yeah, because I want our RPG. Yeah, and that's role-playing game, not rocket-propelled grenade. Uh, yeah, we didn't even explain that at all. We just, like, spurted out RPG and just assumed that everyone know what that meant. <laughs> role-play game. Like yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. But with comedy. Yes, yes. Now, I rated that because it's solitaire. It was about as exciting as a game of solitaire. This was, I'm not going to say a mistake on my behalf because, well, it needed to be done. And I heard everyone was playing puzzles. I'm like, I don't really play puzzles. They're sold out in the country. Maybe there's something to it. And I can conclude there's not. So you don't think that you're going to go and do a puzzle anytime soon? Oh, hell no. I'm what if not... it was off a dragon? No, I'd just look at a picture of a dragon. <laughs> God, I'll go to a zoo and look at one. Jesus. No, it's out of a possible role-playing game because that's awesome. The amount of video games I have that are role-playing games, the idea that of a stand-up comedy role-playing game, that is awesome. I don't actually have to go do this stuff. It could just happen. I love that. Idea. That's as good as a game as a puzzle can be. And this was solitaire. I don't think I need to say any more than that. <laughs> this was as much fun as those bouncy cards are now. Not when it first happened. Because also, how tired do you get of that? Like, yeah, the first time it happens, you're like, yeah, I'm the king, I'm the boss. Then you complete it again and not as exciting. That's what I thought. What did you think, Ben? Uh, I need to find a number to get my rating out of. When were jigsaw puzzles invented again? Let's just do that. <laughs> Around You're nine... getting lazy, Ben. I am. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, 1760. So if I had to give my rating out of 1760, I will give it a 1540. Oh, that's actually all right. I mean, it's got to spend a lot of time sitting around at home. And since I'm not in the mood for doing a jigsaw puzzle, I may as well talk about them. Because you know, sometimes people bring things up and you get that, like, it convinces you like, yeah, (laughs) jigsaw puzzle. Everyone's talking about it. But this is really cemented. Like, no, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah. Like talking about it was enough. I'm going to go look into this three cup problem. I'm going to look into that stand-up comedy game. Yeah. Get because if that works, I'm booking you a gig. Yes. <laughs> we will do that. That'll be fun. That'd be fun because you could do screen capture of that and we could put our avatars doing stand-up. Yeah, absolutely. I could try material on some weird crowd of people who are there just to abuse me. With the lockdown happening, it'll be just like real stand-up. Yeah, that's amazing. So what is it? Stand-up night. Comedy night. Comedy night. Everyone, this has been the longest commercial for comedy night ever. Oh my god, it only costs $3.37. Add it to your cart now, guys. It's a week-long deal that ends probably some May 11th. Now. Oh yeah, so that's probably already expired. It says 55% off, so it probably costs 6 bucks now. Yeah, and you can buy other items so that you can have like a guitar or a monkey head. Which, monkey head, wouldn't you automatically be funnier? You would. That would be alright. Okay, we'll have to have a look at this because there's multiplayer. We could log on to this and play. I just need, like, internet access. We could log on to this and do an episode of the podcast. Oh, my God. That would piss everyone else in the room off. Yeah, they would boo us off stage. I wonder if there is a thing that they can boo you off stage. There's a jewel mic. A jewel mic? It just said there. I see in the in the middle. It says, uh, on the screen, it says jewel mic. Oh, yeah. So, that means we could do, like, a duo act. That's awesome. Hey, if you are the person who invented Comedy Night, could you send us some money or at least a free link to this? Because, like, we just 
just advertise the hell out of your game. Yeah. We'll see how that translates into downloads. I mean, it will at least one. Me. <laughs> so if we get a free one <coughs> because you're going to download one, then I could play two. That's awesome. You could be a black guy. I was just thinking that. And I'm like, finally. That's why I played GTA San Andreas. That is the exact reason. In fact, I remember going to school the next day going, guys, there's a new Grand Theft Auto and you get to be a black guy. And then <laughs> I looked at everyone like, huh? Right? Right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what people can look like. <laughs> but yeah, page was good, but game seems like it's better. All right, sweet. So other than that, we have got the usual social media things to plug, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Garth stuff, the Garth comedian Instagram and Facebook. But we will take a little longer to promote one particular <laughs> section that we tend to sort of like brush over these days in episodes. It almost became a joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're just like, yeah, 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 just whatever. But the YouTube channel. Yes, it's happened, guys. Remember for like two years, we were talking about this. It's happened. We put something up on YouTube. (laughs) You can log on to our YouTube channel right now, which you can find a link to in the show notes or at humidor.com.au or just find the Humidor YouTube channel on YouTube directly. And you can see new videos being put out there. There's already several new ones up now. Yes, we have Benderex Garth, which is a, a funny sketch that you've definitely got to check out. We also have the man Manly sketch, I think we called it. Uh, yeah, it'll be a fun little sketch. We've also got Benderex Garth. Ooh, that's a long one. You got to check that out. And I said that at the start. No, you said... Um, Benderex Garth. No, you said Ben the Ghost. No, I didn't. Did yeah, I? I thought you did. No. I remember taking note of it. Maybe I misheard. All right. No, no, no. Benderex Garth. Because I was like, why are you saying the old stuff? I know, right? We put new stuff up there. Okay. Benderex Garth, a manly sketch, and there's going to be a new one every week, so it's important to subscribe and let us know what you think. And can you like things on YouTube? Yes, you can like things on YouTube. And as a matter of fact, you definitely should. You should definitely click that like button. Okay, so yeah, you can, so do it. That sounds like it's going to be important at some point. Yeah, and if you don't like the video, just be sure to double click that dislike button. Yeah, double click it. Click it twice just to let us know. Yep. (laughs) Twice as angry. Or you could just like not be a rude person and like Hey, it's not your cup of tea. Well, you can move on. Go do something else. Or watch the next one. Who knows? Like, give us a chance. I mean, we went to all the effort to make it. You're just sitting there eating Doritos. I mean, what's it to you? What kind of person goes and downvotes things? Who the hell do you think you are? Sorry, this is this is my problem again. I'll deal with it. Yeah, haters gonna hate, man. That's right. That's how you know you're succeeding. Yeah, you can't succeed unless somebody hates you. So if you, you hate us, you only make us stronger. That's right. But if you like us, you make us even more stronger. So do that. And we'll preference. like and we'll like you back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. All right. So yeah, check that out. That's exciting. We've got a lot of cool stuff and there's going to be a lot <coughs> ongoing weekly from now on. Possibly yes. more. I think every Tuesday we've agreed on at this time. Yeah, it may change. We've decided to not be so like tight ass about like the rules just weekly. But right now, check in every Tuesday to see a new video on the Humidor YouTube channel. We've got this definitely covered for a while and we're making new videos now that are going to get ahead of that. So it's, it's all going to work out yes it's gonna be great and you guys find us like us do it right, mm. i think we did it oh what's that email address oh yes the email address is wiki 
podcast at gmail.com. Boom. That's how you email the show and let us know what you think. Yeah, and give us suggestions for what you think would be a good episode. I'm always up for that. Yeah, definitely. You can interact with the show, let us know. And I think we did it. Yeah, that's awesome. So the point of this whole podcast is check out the YouTube channel. Yes. All right. Well, other than that, I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Check out the YouTube channel. Yeah, YouTube. 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 You have the power. Seriously, check it out now. Yeah. Are you checking it out? We'll wait. The episode's done. You can go. You're not going to miss anything. It's just going to be Ben and me like talking about nothing really. Like when the episode's over, we don't talk to each other. So go. What are you still listening to us for? Check out the YouTube channel.